everybody, it's your girl Jasmine Shea. Welcome to another edition of Shea Says. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe at the podcast at SheaSays.com. We also have our Instagram. It is uh, miss.jasmine.shea. Our Twitter is handle is at says underscore Shea. <clears throat> and we are on Facebook at Shea Says. Uh, yeah, Shea Says. <laughs> Sorry. It's an early morning for me. I am um, still on vacation. I was in Los Angeles for a few days. Went down to Malibu, hung out in Laguna, the OC for a bit, on the beach, had a fabulous time. Got to have dinner and watch the sunset. My good friend Michael made dinner for me and my homegirl and we just sat on the beach and just watched the sunset. I also saw a couple who was on the beach. I wanna give a shout out to them. They had date night like down packs. Like they had their martinis, they had their little tabletop, they had their you know picnic thing out, they had their chairs, they got their food, they looked they had dessert, like they got like their three course meal ready to watch that sunset. It was the cutest thing and then I felt so bad because <laughs> the tide came in and kinda of washed a little bit away. They still continued date night though. They still continued it very well. Um but yeah, it was just beautiful to be on the beach, just to hear the ocean. Cause like I fall asleep to the beach sounds, but to like actually hear it, you're like, oh, so amazing. I will say that the majority of people were wearing masks in the Laguna Beach area. Definitely got to see all those fun, fancy little gates. I also realized as I'm like looking out, like I'm, you know, like Laguna, San Clemente, and all that area, coastal area. I'm like. Looking at it like it's like Brazil, they just keep stacking houses on top of hills. Just like, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. I got this, we'll do this. <laughs> but it was oh, beautiful. Mm. I'm drinking tea on this porch that you guys would never believe the view. So um, today's Friday on Wednesday. My uh, good friend Jess and my other friend Stephanie, we came down for, we came down to Sedona. So I am at a rental house. Um, staring at this beautiful fucking huge mountain and this bumblebee keeps trying to get on my breakfast okay I can hear you go away I feel like I have to light a citron on the candle <laughs> while like during the day just so like bees stay away from me oh there's a lot of definitely bugs in that one um but we are... oh my god you really can see their footprints Holy shit. Okay, so I'm going to get to the story um, in a second. So, but anyway, we're in Sedona for my homegirl's 30th birthday. We just chilling. Having a good time like this. Oh, this is so beautiful, you guys. If you've never been to Sedona, you should come. It's just like absolutely fabulously gorgeous. And my friend's waking up too in the morning. So, we're going to have to. I'm doing my intro for. No, no, no. You're fine. But I wanted to point out that I know we work crazy because I can see their fucking footprints. <laughs> those are those are mountain lion footprints. <laughs> like this is this is real life. Like those are those are paw footprints. Like that's a paw, that's a paw, that's a paw, that's a paw, that's a paw. <laughs> so last night. We were all just hanging out, watching the stars, and we thought we heard, um, you know, you can probably hear this, you can hear. So like we heard that, so we could hear something moving in the brush, in the sand, and 
we're like what is it and then we hear some like crazy ass noise that doesn't sound <gasps> there's another purple one the purple cactus sorry people with purple cactuses all right so any anyway we're just here hanging out yeah that's how close they got holy shit <laughs> all right um we're just hanging out chilling just looking at the stars because like when the, the stars come out here in Sidonia where we are you can see the everything you can see galaxies you can see planets you can see UFOs you can see everything and it's just unbelievably gorgeous um, sometimes when the moon gets a little bright it will um, definitely beautifully reflect off the mountain that we're staring at I'm staring at right now but um, it can take away some of the light of the stars but when the moon is um, kind of hidden you can see just like galaxies and just clusters it's so beautiful but anyway we were laying here last night comfy as fuck just watching the stars having a good old conversation and then we could so we started hearing that little noise i played earlier about like the, what sounded like someone in the rubble and some crazy ass sounds of like just a weird animal that we're like what is that like we don't know but we could hear something clearly like out and about and we're not like in the middle of nowhere like there's houses like i can see the name i can see like four or five houses from like just where i'm sitting um and then <laughs> all of a sudden my friends are like what is and then the, my two friends like just go get in the house because i'm the closest to us to the door and we just run into the house we have no idea what it was and then we found out later that night that while just googling to see what is around in sedonia that there are mountain lions like literally trying to come and eat us <laughs> because i'm looking right now and i can see paw prints in the sand and in the the rough uh in the pebbles so they definitely tried to come eat us last night and that was very scary and it kind of also ruined the fact that we just wanted to like lay outside all night especially tonight that we our last night here just to stare at the stars again but we might not be able to because we might be in by mountain lions i'm just glad that happened as we were laying down and we all were in the hot tub at the same time because otherwise that would have been really fucking scary really fucking scary so I, today I'm dropping an episode with um, probably one of my favorite humans, uh, Buddy Nielsen of Census Fails. Been a fan forever. Um, Buddy has just always been one of those people who just had zero fucks. And once he hit his zero fucks, he was just open and honest about everything. And we just, just literally spend this good, I think it was about an hour and a half conversation, just like, just not complaining the whole time about or fresh or not complaining just venting our frustration about everything that's going on especially with him like being a musician and he's gonna uh, drop information about his new podcast that he's gonna be doing so it's a good conversation i cannot wait for you guys to hear that also coming up we're gonna have um, an episode with sabrina cummings that's coming up on monday i have somehow need to figure out how to do <laughs> an episode uh while i'm flying back i was gonna try to grab some interviews while i'm out here but i'm just like on vacation so it's kind of hard to do when you're on vacation also when you're the person that you want to interview is when you're vacation group you're like oh, you don't really always have your phone on you so we're just enjoying vacation so we'll see um but yeah <laughs> I'm gonna go back I'm probably gonna crawl back into bed um, or just grab a blanket and just sit out here and continue to 
dodge bumblebees and stare at this beautiful view and also dodge mountain lions. But please enjoy my conversation with Buddy Nielsen of Census Fans. So, um, how are you doing? <laughs> he said, hanging yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm doing pretty good. As, as, as good as you can do right now. I mean, um, what's up? <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't drink, but I have to open this for my wife. <laughs> we're making bolognese. That's what we're doing. No, we're making bolognese. Oh. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm doing good. I, you know, I don't know. I don't really know. I don't really know what uh, good is. Um, I'm not I'm not uh, doing all the things in life that I want to do. Um, yeah. But I'm fine. Like, I'm not sick and no one I know got sick. I know a couple of friends who've gotten sick and they've been fine. And, um, you know, I, I hope that, you know, I hope to get through this. We're being really just in, in from for me personally, like all I can hope is that, you know, it's mostly just an inconvenience of time and yeah. stress, not necessarily like any like severe, you know, my parents have been fine and my wife's parents and our family and all my friends, you know, so I, I guess that's good. I mean, but as, like, I wouldn't say I'm like having a great time Time. yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i wouldn't say i'm like happy i mean i'm not i'm not i wouldn't say i'm depressed or anything i've definitely had worse years which is personally i've personally had worse years um Mm -hmm. as a whole collectively i don't think it you know i don't know if this is the worst year Mm -hmm. but it's definitely it's definitely not great (laughs) yeah no yeah Um, i feel you I mean, I've been working grocery this whole time, and I've just given up on humanity. Some like every other day, yeah. I'm just like, this is just gonna keep going and going, and it's it's like you take it literally a day at a time. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, luckily don't really have to interact with people, and I haven't really like had to have too. I mean, I haven't really left the house. I really haven't gone anywhere. I don't. Uh, I haven't really. You know, I'm not one of those people that's going to party. I didn't, I'm not really mm-hmm. interested in going out to a restaurant or, I mean, of course yeah. I am, but I'm not, I'm not going to, like, it's not that meaningful to me. Um, I mean, the thing that's the hardest is the fact that like, I can't do my job until this is all over. And the longer it goes on, the, the, the further away that is. So that, that's probably been the worst part is like, it doesn't even matter. So I kind of like. I kind of have given up on the idea that it's going to be over within a mm-hmm. year. Like, I think, I don't think people really truly understand that it's going to last mm-hmm. two, two full years. Even if there yeah. is a vaccine, like it's not going to just be over. Like it's yeah. going to take months to a year for enough people to get the vaccine you know, mm-hmm. it's not one of these things we're just going to go back to normal. And this whole idea that we're going to go back to normal is what's causing us to to rush through things. I feel like well, we're not we're not even getting to like an okay level like all these other no. countries. Mm-hmm. We're just getting to a, a, a unsatisfactory level of us being tired and just. Thinking that we can like, you know, like just resume normal activity. It's just not, it's just not going to be possible. Um, yeah. 
for for at least two years, even with a vaccine, like from the date, like take March and add two years onto, you know, 2022 March, I think we'll finally be able to say like, okay, this thing is here and we have ways of uh, treating it and we have ways of defending against it. And we've all adopted a new lifestyle as far as like wearing masks and, you know, not necessarily mm-hmm. like. You know, I'm not going to like not shake people's hand or give them a hug, but I might not like during yeah. a meet and greet, you know, and I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to change the way that like I interact with people, but there's going to be half the, there's going to, cause it's not just going to be eradicated. Like people don't understand it's, it's going to be, it's going to be with us for a long period of time. And we're going to yeah. have to like adopt new ways to deal with it it's not mm-hmm. going to adopt. It doesn't adopt new ways. We have to. And that's, I think, what our country's biggest struggle is. Yeah. I actually heard a really funny comedian. I can't think of his name right now. I saw it on one of those feeds. Do a, a, a clip of the future of what dating would be like. And it's just like the scandal is that you were holding somebody's hand in public without a glove on. <laughs> and it was like, yeah. that's how it will probably be. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the the real reality is they need to have like quick, they need to have pregnancy tests for 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 COVID. I mean, that's re- the reality mm-hmm. is that they yeah. need to have cheap uh, daily tests that people can take, and even if they're not the most accurate, if you're testing every day, you mm-hmm. will have a, an understanding of whether you have it or not, because the thing is you're not going to get antibodies and it's never going to happen again. That That's just, it's not like, um, it's not like a virus like that. They, they're not going to be able to just kind of create immunity for it. So it's like, you'll have immunity for a limited period of time, like the flu. And then, mm-hmm. you know, next season you might be susceptible to it. So it's like, yeah. Have, being able to test like consistently on a personal level, I think would help, um, you know, like I, yeah. I, eventually, eventually we'll get there. Like eventually, you know, someone's going to come up with a take home test. That's, a, you know, a couple dollars and you're going to have to like, you know, I'll gladly the, pee know. on a stick just to prove yeah. that I can. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah exactly. I was just talking to a, a professional soccer player down in Florida and he was saying that they have, they get tested regularly and I said, I'm just my condolences to your to your nostrils because that's that thing in your in your face yeah. like every week, and to have to I mean you know and I we just have to get our temperature taken you know what I mean we have to sign off so we have our tracers that we worked and put our time in at, at work at the grocery store but I couldn't imagine having to get like tested every day to, yeah. to, to being like inv- somewhat invasive of the nose but um. But then not knowing that, like, we keep hearing, oh, there were, every, there's so many tests available. And it's just like, no, there isn't. Uh, like, luckily, yeah, Albany, backlog, Albany, yeah. yeah. Luckily, in upstate, we have good areas that had, like, my old uh, university was taken over to do, do testing. So there's the resources mm-hmm. for that. But when there wasn't, it's just, like, it's scary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then there's, there, you know, it's just, a, it's a fucking mess. I mean... We we clearly didn't have the we didn't have the infrastructure to deal with it. I don't think anyone really had the infrastructure to deal with it. But the problem is, we just decided to not do anything about it, and that really is 
I mean, we're going to be, we're going to be months, if not years behind every other country, um, you know, getting, getting back to normal, which is just, you know, I mean, going to have far reaching consequences, not just people getting sick. I mean, you know, I mm-hmm. like people can't work. Like I yeah. literally can't work. I mean, I can make music, which I'm doing, you know, and eventually like, but I, you know, I make most of my money touring and like, that's just not on the table for years at this point. And um, so like, like, what do I, what do I do? Just like, you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough that I've like um, gotten some loans from the government, which, which, which is fine, you know, which is helpful. Um, but it's just like, what are, what are you supposed to do if you don't have, like a lot of people aren't in a position like me where they're not a fully like fleshed out business where they can yeah. take, they can take out a loan. So these people, what are they going to do? Like I, we're going to, I mean, at some point the economic disaster is going to come. Like there's yeah. no way that we're going to get through this without there being a, a, like, okay, there was a point in time where it looked like we were going to get through it without like an economic disaster. But the fact is because we didn't do anything mm-hmm. um, uh, and we've all rushed to open the economy, like it, it's, it's, there's no, there's no quick rebound now. Cause it's just going to be prolonged mm-hmm. uh, economic issues for normal Americans, you know, a lot of people aren't affected, but they're the super rich and they're actually like profiting off of it. And there'll be a lot of people that make a lot of money off this. And then there'll be a lot of people that like, you know, are are screwed. And like, I mean, really there's, I mean, there's not much the government can do other than like not, you know, forgive. It's a stick. Like with the rent thing, it's going to be really hard because a lot of people aren't able to pay rent, haven't been able to pay rent, and aren't going to yes. be able to pay rent. And it's yeah. just like they're going to have to find a way to offset what that is somewhere yeah. along the line, whether it's with renters, landlords, or banks. So the government's going to have to bail out one of those. I guarantee they're going to end up bailing out a bank rather yeah, than before the Americans. <laughs> yeah. If the big short has taught us nothing, (laughs) that movie and the the truth behind it. Well, there's actually a situation going on around my neighborhood because there's a guy who owns uh, a few places and there is neighbors that like the other neighbors have complained about. And so Mm -hmm. they were told they were uh, um, being evicted before this happened. Mm. And now um, they they can't leave because of what's going on so there's that situation where the other neighbors are frustrated because they don't like or don't feel safe continuing with the uh this person living here and so it's like a a, it's a weird struggle because it's just like there's there's nowhere for there to go but i understand your frustration and and your concerns for yeah um, i mean it's it's just it's a fucking mess and it's like yeah this is what happens when you you know, when you vote like this, this is what happens when you don't vote. This is what happens mm-hmm. when you don't pay attention. This is what happens when, you know, you like just think Blissfully that. Ignorant. Yeah, I, you know, I blame this more on the people that didn't vote and don't vote. Yeah, and don't pay yeah. attention than I do on Trump supporters. You know, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah, no, I, I feel you. People, you know, the people that don't vote are the people that cause this type of thing to happen. And hopefully like, you know, a couple of my friends who never pay attention and don't vote, they registered the vote. Cause they're like, dude, this is fucking crazy. 
And I'm like, yeah. this is what everybody was talking about. This is like, it's yeah. all, you know, it's all a cool experiment until it's like, we actually need, like, we actually need a leader and mm -hmm. we don't have that. And this is why we have leaders. Because of voting. You know? Well, yeah. it's also why we have leaders. We have leaders to lead us in times where we need a collective response. response. Like, yeah. Like it's it's like we you can't it collectively affects all of us, so we should all collectively respond in the same way so that it collectively works. So when you have somebody who's as divisive as Trump and the entire Republican Party, like you can't even begin to mount a, a, a effective response because you, you've already alienated half the country. Country, yeah. So half the country doesn't trust you, period. And then you continually come out and lie and, and do everything he's done. And now, I mean, his own party doesn't really trust him. And now nobody trusts anybody. And, and it's No, just, there's no real, trust. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real fucking mess, which is like, we should all be able to agree that the virus is terrible and we want it to be gone Over. as soon as yeah. possible. And yeah. we should have all rallied around that. And but, we could have, but yeah. because he's not a leader and he's a super weak, weak leader, like he's a very weak, weak leader. And because everybody, because it's also not just him, it's it's a lot of what like makes up every everybody around him. It's everybody around him. And when you everybody around you is also... Like that was the difference with Bush. I mean, he was a fucking moron, um, mm -hmm. but everybody around him was was pretty smart. You know, smart. Yeah, I wouldn't say there there weren't good people. They were very sketchy and and shitty too. But they were mm -hmm. very smart. They were very very yeah. smart. Like they knew what they were doing and they knew how to do it. And Trump, nobody it's wants just, to work with him. No. The only people that are working with him are opportunists who see yep. and his family and money and. Yeah. And none of them are very smart and they've all never really had real jobs. So they really don't know how to work with people. Mm -hmm. So it's been a fucking disaster. It's, and it'll go yeah. down in history. It'll go down in history as, as probably the biggest disaster that's ever happened to America. I mean, other than, I mean, we really have been able to avoid uh, a lot except a lot, for this. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of us thought like, Oh, well, somebody will like come and, you know, someone in the government will like, Save us, be, have balls, you know, step up to the plate. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's not, especially because it's an election year, which makes it even worse. Like had this been yeah. at the beginning of, had this been at the beginning of someone's term, like we would see a lot more concerted effort from a lot of people, including Democrats. Cause there's a lot of Democrats that are like, well, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Cause they, do they don't want to talk to save their seat too, as well. And it's, it's they don't want yeah. to. They're like, dude, we can get rid of him if, you know, I mean, the virus is going to do what it's, that's the other thing. The virus is going to do what it's going to do unless we all decide to like do the right thing and we have the proper amount of like concerted effort. It's, it's going to do what it's going to do, which is infect people. So it's like, yeah, I mean, it's also the weird thing about the virus is, is it's, I don't want to say it's hard to get, but like you kind of have to do certain things to get it. Like, I mean, you work in a grocery store, you're around people mm -hmm. all the time, you wear a mask and you follow procedures and, and you haven't had it. I mean, yeah, no. to your knowledge, 
to no knowledge. No. Yeah. And that's fortunate because I know that I can do the best that I can to protect myself and my staff, but it goes down to other people. And I've, and I've tried to explain it to other people who like, or hey about the mask. I'm like, do you think, think about like the grossest thing you have ever done? Like, do you pick your nose? Do you like pick your wedgie? Yeah. You know what I mean? Something that like you do something like that. And that so someone else might be like, ew. So you got to think about that to the next person. What is their stuff that they don't do? Do they like wash their hands after they sneeze or they cough or do they like wipe their Cheetos on their pants or on their seat? Yeah. Like you're t- touching things. And it's mostly frustrating when nobody wears their mask correctly yeah. because I oh, yeah. see it always down on their nose. And what I'll do to some of the kids on my staff is I'll go up to them and be like, Oop, got your nose to let them like, know, like, you know, I'm like, you've got to pull this up above your nose or, uh, anyone had it at your work? No, nobody's that's had that, it at my work. That's what I mean. Like, so it's like, there's clear ways here that we can do things yeah. to prevent it. It's like, yeah we can have a norm like that's what's so fucked up is like we can could have can have a pretty normal life like where we're all like confident in like um i don't know like resuming a lot of public activity maybe not like a show or like sports or like but like whatever like i'm fine with that i just don't like the stress what's what's the worst part for me is that like well, one, my daughter like doesn't have any interaction with other kids because it's just too dangerous at this point. And two, it's the stress of like worrying about getting it is just like mm-hmm. that existential stress is just like that's what I don't like. I don't care about fucking doing anything. I'll stay home forever. I I don't care. I just don't want to be stressed out about. You know, my going to the grocery store, yeah. or driving down the yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I feel you on that. And that's I've, what sucks. I've been dealing since I've been working in grocery for you know on and off since like high school. I'm just there's the first initial like beginning of March end of February was crazy, and then yeah, it just became really yeah, and and now it just becomes kind to me like it's a normal. It's always been a yeah. normal customer service yep. just with a little craziness but now when yep. people are starting to open up in the phases the rudeness becomes a little more because it's like you're making me late for my party or i want a refund of because yeah. you know this is blah, blah blah i'm like no we're still in a pandemic here like why do we like uh i had to do an instacart order the other day and this woman was upset because the company had a sale for 10 for 10 but we can only have a limit of four because i'm still a small store and she's like, but why would you have it advertised? I'm like, that's for the whole entire chain. And unfortunately, this store still has to do, uh, I can I can get you five, but, and so it was like a big deal, but it's just like, ah, like, like you guys, it's still annoying, the, like the, the customer service part, but then when it comes down to the mask or we have to uh, wipe down the register after each person, people are still in a hurry and they'll just throw their shit right yeah. off. So like, yeah. yeah. No, I'm dead. I don't worry about it. Yeah, I think overall, just like, um, I don't know, because I, I travel a lot and I see it a lot in other countries. I see, you know, I go to I go to South America a lot and I uh, it's I don't think it's purely American to be selfish, you know, because I definitely mm-hmm. I definitely see it in other countries. Like def- that 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 idea of like, uh, I don't know, scarcity, like the idea that like time is scarce, you know, or like mm-hmm. whatever just everybody's sort of like there's scarcity like there's not there's never enough for everyone anybody so i gotta take mine 
is, yeah. is it's like a I don't think it's just American. Um cuz like I see it when I you know I see it when I go to when I go to Peru when I go you know go to Europe like it's it's not like uniquely American but I think it's uniquely American is that we like celebrate that we like yeah think that that's part of our identity you know whereas mm-hmm. other countries don't necess- they don't celebrate individualism and like taking of things in the way America really takes pride in like you take what's yours um mm-hmm. Or else, or else it's going to be taken from you. And like, we celebrate that as like our identity as Americans. Like we're, we're, we take what's ours manifest destiny. Whereas like, you see a lot of selfishness in other countries, but it's not this like nationalistic, like I'm American. I will take what's mine. Like they're just, Mm -hmm. they're just selfish people, you know, um, that are, you know, just either undereducated or just, you know, like just there's a lot of issues, reasons why people might, you know, present that way. But like in America, it's sort of like encouraged. It's like, well, and then like because I have to act that way, like when I go out, like especially in a pandemic, it's like it's uh, magnified. It's like, OK, well, I better fucking like take my space or else someone's going to like come into my space and get me and my family sick. So it's like I have yeah. to like I don't want to say be combative, but because I need to defend myself because other people don't care. Like they're care. Or they just, yeah. Yeah. I have to then, you know, be more aggressive. I, it, it sucks. And it's just, it's very American. And I think a lot of, um, you know, I think that's one American thing is people move to this country and they adopt that attitude. You can see it because you can see that people act that way when you mm-hmm. go to like, you know, when you go to, um, different places and then you see them come here and you ask them what the difference is. And you, you know, one of the, one of the things is that people are generally like uh, just, I don't want to say selfish. It's not the right word. It's like this, this individualistic is, mm-hmm. is really the the right term, which, which then comes off as, as yeah, no, I, super I can... selfish because you're, you're individualized. Um, and of course, like, you know, I, it's, uh, it's, it's one of the, one of the reasons why we're failing. I mean, obviously is because this whole idea of individualism has led us to everybody having their own individual opinion about what's happening and not mm-hmm. agreeing on. It's just know, a common goal. Yeah. Or the yeah, reality. Like yeah. Cause goal, there's still people a- who think there it's a hoax and this isn't real and the news makes up everything and, and, you know, like I, I know a person who died. Um, it mm-hmm. was a, a former coworker of mine's dad who I've met a few times and he was just the greatest person. And so it was just, you know, real. And I mean, I always knew it was real, but like when people are like, I don't know anybody, I was like, yeah, I do. So put your mask on. Like it's, yeah. it's not that hard. And I mean, I, I, I feel like I, if I had a dollar for every time I had to hear, how can you, how can you wear this all day? I wouldn't, wouldn't be, I could probably pay off my student loan bill by now because yeah. I'm like, if I can do this for eight hours and I'm out of shape, I'm not the greatest shaper. I can still do it. I still have asthma and I, I can still do it. So it's, 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 uh, yeah, that's one reason why I'm also getting away to the West coast. <laughs> that's I'm only traveling for like, I need to break up with Albany, New York for a day. Yeah. And I'm just going to head to Sedonia and do nothing. <laughs> Just nice. want to do nothing. Um, 
but your daughter's not old enough to be in school, right? Correct. So you don't have to worry about her maybe well, having I mean, to go to school. Or... She doesn't have to go to. Yeah, I mean, she was in like nursery school, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it'd be nice to be able to like have a break. I mean, that's the other thing is like if you're if you have kids now, it's like a fucking. It's really hard because um, mm. you're not getting even like a little bit of break. I mean, you're you're yeah. Being, and with that, I mean, that's just very American too. I mean, like we're gonna ask our parents, our working parents. We're going to ask them to work full time, take care of their children and just suck it up. And there's going to be no mm-hmm. alternative. There's going to be no compensation. There's going to be no help. There's going to be no anything because that's that's pretty much what we do in America is demand people do things and then sort of, you know, live off the backs of the people that are working to to, yep. to do that. I mean, that that's that's the American system. That's the like. The, the you know capitalistic uh, democratic system we've set up so it's like yeah that's super hard it's like we don't get a break and like I'm I got to work harder than I've worked in a long time because like if I don't uh, figure things out I'm gonna end up sitting around and not working for two years uh, but I can't go out and get a job because my wife works full time and um, she, she, someone's got to take care of my daughter. So it's like, I, I can't even go get a job because then what am I going to do? Bring my kid over to, you know, her parents' house where they're in their seventies and they have like a long list of pre-existing conditions and it's like so that's what we're gonna do we're gonna go put them in danger so that yeah. i go get a job it's like it's just so fucking stupid the entire and it's like we spend so much money on the military we spend so much money on, oh, on yeah. literal fucking garbage that we could literally pay everybody like australia and these other countries to stay home mm-hmm. and then we'd be fine but yeah. we won't do that just out of principle. Like we won't yeah. do that because we principally put corporations and the ideas of America over its people because that's yep. considered communistic, which is as, fucking insane. As um, Mitt Romney would say, yeah. corporations are people too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is generally the idea is that people, yeah. you know, corporations are people and the military needs to be funded and the police need to be funded and we should not fund someone like me who's like a working like i'm not a millionaire at all like we're middle class working art i'm an artist and my wife's a teacher so fuck us basically is like you know we're gonna take away the unemployment we're gonna um make my wife work full time which totally i mean it's I, i'm thank thankfully she still has a job which is awesome but like i said i can't just go out and get a job like without then having to find uh someone to watch my daughter which um would be her elderly parents which at this point is just what we're being told not to do so it's sort of like how can we how can you tell us what and this is where everybody this is why so many people are just like you know what fuck it i don't I, like i'm i can't because yeah. putting people in situations that are unworkable and then they're they're not giving people like 
they're not giving people any out. They're just saying this is the yeah. reality. And well, what the fuck are you supposed to do? So what am I yeah. supposed to there's do? No, there's no way to... There's nothing like the guidelines or anything. It's like you're literally stuck in the middle. Where and then I, it's the fact that that they the senators are back in Washington to discuss. Yeah. With the, and they're not doing anything. They're not yeah. talking. I'm like, there's like how 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 soulless are you to be like they're gonna be fine when it runs out? And it's just like no, we're gonna. Yeah, like what? Like so, you're gonna take six hundred dollars away, um, and then you're going to. Uh, like what? Like I to me, it's like none of these people can go back to work because we're literally telling people this is all their fault by not doing anything. That's what that that's what's so fucking ridiculous is like all of this. Everybody stayed home, even the people that were like not mask people, pro Trump. Mm -hmm. There were about two months or give or take where most of the country fucking stayed home, and what needed yeah. to happen was the government. All parties, everybody involved needed to get their shit together on the local level, on the national, and they didn't. And then they just opened things up. And now they're telling people basically that they have to like, you know, figure it out. And it's like, well, I don't understand how you, how are we supposed to figure anything out when we have no like proper, like one of my friends, he's a teacher and his wife's a teacher and his kids are in school in New Jersey and his the school he works at is going to have one schedule and the school that his wife works at is going to have another schedule. And then the, the, the district that his children are in that they live in is going to have another schedule. So they're going to be on three separate schedules and it's, it's fucking insane. Like that's yeah. insane. That's you're asking like normal average everyday people to do things that, are insane when you could literally just be like stay home we're going to yeah. fund people to stay home so that we can do the right thing and we just can't do that because it's too hard for america to do anything that would like even touch socialistic even though we do it all the time like so we have so many social programs we just can't do mm -hmm. that and we won't do it and because we won't do that, we're we're. I mean, we have the most. I mean, this is a failure. I don't think people understand because it's hard for people that haven't really traveled outside the country to know that. Like, there are lots of other countries where things work very well and yeah. a lot of better than America. And those countries have all, including Vietnam who yeah. we tried to destroy. <laughs> They've had one death, one death. Mm -hmm. They've had one death, one death. A country as as you would view, as we would call them third world, as a mm -hmm. derogatory term. And we would look down on Vietnam. They've been able to handle the virus in a way that makes us look as if we are a struggling emerging country yeah oh yeah and and that's yeah. reality and like but there's I, people who don't believe it i i don't know and it's like i don't that is stems not from trump only no it that's stems just, from like, this belief yeah it's like american yeah. exceptionalism american like sort of pride um it's not just white people 
You know, I see a lot of different ethnicities also touting this idea that like this is fake because it's 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 there's you know like in the latino community like there's like sort of like a machismo sort of like well i'm not going to worry about a virus you know and there there's, mm-hmm. there's so many different little like things that make this so hard because we're such a big country and we're filled with so many different kinds of people there's so many of us that like it's one thing when you take like a small country like Denmark, who pretty much mm-hmm. everyone there is Danish. It's a small country, and they can all sort of agree that they're on the same side. And yeah. Americans, like, we're so splintered, we're so big, and we have so many different groups. Just you know, like I said, like one group will just be like, "I'm not wearing a mask because like I'm a man and I'm not dealing with it," and another is not wearing a mask because. They think it's all like a democratic hoax and mm-hmm. they're not even, they're not even united in their defiance. Yeah. So it's not I've, like, you know. It's, it's been interesting to see for me, like who of my friends have either posted or tweeted some things about hoax or, or whatnot. And I'm like, no, like I've, you've, you've, out of all of the things that you can do conspiracy theories about, like I'd much rather you do UFOs than talk about yeah. how Dr. Fauci is like I mean, I, hidden. I, I, <laughs> like I, I can understand. <laughs> I can understand if it was close. Like if we're like, oh, the next closest country has this many cases. It's like, it's not even close. I mean, it's not even close. It's not even like in the same ballpark of what we what we're dealing with. It's it's on a level that's such a failure that I think people, because it's so big, it's unbelievable. There's no way America could fail like this, and that it's dipped into that. It's now like this yeah. is so yeah. overblown and so crazy that there's no way that America, the greatest country in the world could fuck this up and the reality is is like when you have a leader and a government in place that is pretty much dismantled all forms of normalcy and Mm -hmm. the rule of law (laughs) rule of yeah and literally lies at every chance and will lie and will lie forever never ending lying and deflecting this Mm -hmm. is what happens you have a perfect storm of something come along like this. And it, it, we were all waiting for it. I wasn't sure if it was going to be a war, like a traditional war that we got into. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if it was going to be like, like a race war. I wasn't sure if it was going to be what it was going to be. I mean, I didn't yeah. really think it would be a pandemic, but it's like, yeah, no, I, I, under, yeah. For it. I mean, it's just, this is what happens when you have, um, sort of like despot sort of authoritarian-esque leaders like who have a are built on like um uh like a cult of personality i mean people like him mm-hmm. because of his personality they don't like him because of his politics he has no politics he, okay. he, hasn't, yeah. done anything. he hasn't really done any meaningful policy other mm-hmm. than dismantle things i mean he's dismantled things but he hasn't built anything. He can't build a wall. He can't do anything. I mean, he hasn't oh, no. I mean, he's, out- he built his empire. I mean, he's still continuing, like even having the secret service stay at his overseas hotels when they're supposed to be like refueling at military bases or, you know, when they wanted to have the G summit at Mar-a-Lago because they're like, we've yeah, scanned Mar-a-Lago. the globe 
for like we scanned the U.S. for some magnificent places for all these world leaders to come, and he wants you like, nope, they're gonna come to my shitty ass hotel. That yeah, had, that's, had I mean, a, isn't it, yeah, yeah, isn't it the most American thing now? I think like we 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 prize like ruthless ruthless pursuit of wealth and um, mm-hmm. you know above all else. So it's like he's just sort of like you know he's sort of just like the figurehead for the way a lot of people think, which is like, man, if I was a president, yeah, I'd I'd have people stay at my, you know, and it's like, people don't care. They don't care. They don't care that the thing is I read it um, recently. It was like the psychology of a Trump supporter. It was that they're so under informed. They're so that they don't, they're, they don't know. Like I want to read it here. So I don't do it get it wrong Mm -hmm. it's it's like they're so ignorant that they don't even know what they don't know and it's like that's the biggest problem is you you can't know anything if you don't know if you're not smart enough to know what you don't know you can't Mm -hmm. actually know anything one of the Mm -hmm. signs of intelligence is knowing when you don't know something so that you can then go out and learn about it the problem with trumpers is it's called cognitive um it's called uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Um, some believe that many of those who support Donald Trump do so because of ignorance. Basically, they're under. Basically, they are underinformed or misinformed about the issues at hand. When Trump tells them that this, you know, crime is skyrocketing in the United States or that the economy is the worst it's ever been, they take his word for it. Uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect explains that the problem isn't just that. They are misinformed. It's that they are completely unaware that they are misinformed, and this creates like a double burden. Um, you know, they have this cognitive bias that they don't—they don't even like—they don't know what they don't know. So they mm-hmm. just—they just know Believe what they—they they just yeah. they're not interested in the pursuit of information. And, yeah. and the problem is information is so ubiquitous right now that you can find any kind of information that you want, whether it's real or not. Mm-hmm. And it takes critical thinking to be able to like discern whether something's true. And that is just something that like Americans aren't critical thinkers. Like, I mean, there's a lot of us that are, but like, we mm-hmm. don't really value critical thinking as something valuable or worth you know there's other kinds of intelligence that we value more than critical thinking we value like like ruthless pursuit of uh wealth uh that would be that would be a level of intelligence that would be valued over somebody who critically thinks um we're seeing that right now we're there's a section of the country that values trump's ridiculousness over that of scientists like that's insane but it's it's that yeah yeah that's reality we don't value critical thinkers somebody we actually think critical thinkers you know as like anti-vaxxers we actually think that like critical thinkers are actually out to get us and that everything is like how dare you make us think (laughs) there's that yeah no there's that comedian that just came out as a i think it's brent trent trent or brent something and he's at first, when I first saw him, I thought he was just like a, you know, like a quote unquote, like redneck country boy, like just being like, uh-huh. don't talk to me about this. But then he was talking about the uh, first one had to do about the Confederate flag. And it took me until he said 
um, I treat that treason rag like my security blanket. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I get like, but the way his acting was, I was like, damn. Get, I mean, she's, I was like, but I've, I've seen, I've had arguments with people like that because I've, I've said from the beginning, I knew this election was going to be about just getting him out of there. And it, it, and it didn't really seem to care who was on the other side. We just wanted to get him out. But I remember being in New York City and uh, walking past Trump Tower, stopped and taking a picture of my middle finger in front of it. And like this, this family who uh, you could tell by their accent wasn't was from like West, more West, Midwest. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they were just like, oh, but he's doing good in the polls because he tells us what he thinks. And I'm like, that's not how politics work. <laughs> Like, yeah. like that. So I was, I, that was my first inkling of like, okay, we're going to be in trouble. And then I, it was my business law class. I went back to school in 2016. And so being 30 at the time with kids who were 18, 19 and not understanding how important it was to vote. Um, one kid yeah. was just very like, I, he was like, no, I think he's going to win. And I was like, but why? I was like, he has no idea what he's doing. And he was just like, we all just had to do the same thing you said about the personality. And it just showed, I'm like, this is why, I'm like, but it's the irony of you being in a business law class, not seeing how he, this man doesn't even understand the rule of law or that you care that he's had like so many lawsuits against him for never paying people like me and you uh, for doing our jobs in his hotel or property or whatever it would be. Like he has a history of it, but it's... You know, oh, that doesn't matter. Oh, that doesn't matter. He says he's yeah, a billionaire, I mean, but you haven't I seen his taxes. Yeah, I think his, uh, <laughs> I think stock as like a charming person to most. This is this little experiment. I think, um, I mean, hopefully, comes to an end. I don't really, but I was wrong last time. I mean, I was wrong, so I'm not, I'm not like counting him out, and I'm not counting out that America. But I don't know. It just it. If oh, I'm still like, scared, he'll they'll they'll let him. If there are people who will still let him back in, or something will happen. Like I still have that. Yeah, I don't. That, I'm not like. I don't. Um, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not. But I dis, yeah. I'd be disappointed, but I wouldn't be shocked. Like the same thing with exactly. this election. Like I wasn't shocked, but I was disappointed because it was just like I thought. You know, common sense would be there, but then there's that. It just. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, but it's it's sort of like okay. So what really defines things and what controls elections in this country is money, um, uh, and corporations and what they want. I don't think that any corporation thinks that this little Trump experiment right now has turned out to be a good idea, because no. they're seeing that this is devastating. I mean, there isn't one company. I mean, well, if if you're selling groceries, um your company's doing well. Like if you're, if you're involved in, in certain sectors, but like, I mean like the airline industry, like the auto industry, I mean, any industry here, that's like a large industry uh, other than Amazon and like the major food retailers mm-hmm. uh, is devastated because they can't, you know, and people aren't traveling. People aren't spending money. People aren't doing the, like, I mean, any business and every business is affected. So, you are going to have all these millionaires and billionaires like, okay. So for instance, the oil, oil mm-hmm. in America that is absolutely in, you know, on the right wing of things because they're supported by Republicans. 
this is a disaster for them. People not mm-hmm. traveling, people not traveling and not driving their cars is devastating for American oil companies. And they've really had a really, really, really tough time with this. Those are the kind of companies that run American politics. They, behind the scenes, I just cannot see them thinking that another four years of Trump is a good idea because like this won't correct itself. This pandemic won't correct itself and won't be correctable until he's gone because yeah, there is just, he's never going to do anything. And we've all seen that he's like no amount of death, no amount of anything is going to make him do what needs to be done. I mean, we've already yeah. lost a hundred. 40,000 people, like 140,000 people died because of the virus that for all intents and purposes could have been mostly avoided um, if we had done the right things and taken it seriously and not pretended that it would just like go away, which is insane. But I don't know. I just think that there's too much weight and there's too much money being lost that it's not, I don't like, I don't, have any faith in Americans that they're going to do the right thing and not vote for him. But I have faith. <laughs> this is weird. I, I don't have faith, but I know the power of money and I know the power of lobbyists and I know the power of major corporations in Washington and what they do is they put people in place that will make it so that they can make money. You can't make money right now and you're yeah. not going to do this until he's gone. And I think these companies along with a tidal wave of, of, you know, real people are, are, are putting it in going to make it really hard for him to win. He's going to have a really tough time barring any sort of like massive, like miracle that this just goes away. I mean, we're going to, it's going to get worse. It's going to get, unfortunately it's going to get worse in New York and New Jersey come Mm -hmm. winter. Um, We're seeing it. it, It's we're seeing it spike where people are spending more time indoors. And that's one thing that a lot of people, like I've been following a lot of, um, is, is I kind of had an assumption that when it would get hot in the South, more people go indoors, they spend more time in air conditioning. You know, during the winter months in the South, generally people like have their wind. I mean, like in LA, like I have my windows open and mm. you know, I'm outside. Everyone's outside in February and March. And, you know, people aren't like, crammed indoors like in on the northeast but during the summer when it's like 90 degrees a lot of people you know stay inside and um it spreads inside obviously we've all learned that so it's like this is what's happening in the summer where people are in air conditioning and then once we tilt back and goes back into winter where everyone's spending time inside it's going to flare up i mean unless we do the things that necessary but the problem is you know we're not going to see any substantial change until January, what, 2021. I mean, really yeah. like that, that's when yeah. a, a, we're not going to be able to see it. So we're going to be in for another fucking seven months of sort of like just hunker down and everyone's just got to be on their own. And that's why I like know so much about it is because I've been like, okay, there's no information I'm getting from, I have to educate myself and I have to take my yeah. own, my own, um, actions. What I have to decide my own actions because I can't even rely on like the CDC because they've been 
underfunded, undercut, and not allowed to have a voice during a pan the entire entire yeah of the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, has been undercut so that Trump can go on television like yesterday. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm bringing back the the I'm bringing back the virus thing because we had such good ratings. It's like, dude. Mm-hmm. He is what he is, and mm-hmm. like I said, the, our only hope is that Delta and fucking, you know, oil companies and fracking and fucking all mm-hmm. the garbage in our country is losing money, except for the stock market. I mean, stock market, which is it's not only... real. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> they're doing fine. Um, but again, like. Uh, like there's no way that I see like the overwhelming business majority in America thinking that we can continue with another year and a half of this sort of devastating uh, yeah. economic, these economic conditions. Yeah. And also sacrificing just regular human beings for it. Like, cause yeah. even like, yeah. just, cause yeah. even like you said, like your wife's teacher, like I have friends who are teachers and I'm like, I, and I even, even, when things started opening back up, I would say to my friends, I understand you're frustrated not being at your job, but if I see how gross and how like incompetent people are just trying to follow directions at the grocery store, I do not want them near you. I don't want them in your salons or your tattoo parlors or, or, um, you know, and because even with like worried about the kids, it's like that I, I have, I, my heart goes out to all of my friends and people that I know I have kids because I miss babysitting my friends' kids yeah. because even though, uh, if I get to see some of my friends' kids, I get it for like an hour just so the parents can go shopping or to go run errands or do something. Or, or uh, like my mom even zooms with my nephew sometimes just so my brother could like do some work on the like, like like from home. So it's crazy yeah. in that sense. But just I know what it was like, and I still remember what it's like in school. I never paid it not they paid attention, but like who's really going to wear a mask? You know, how you've been around kids, they're going to be like, look what I've got. They're going to take it off. They're going to get hot. They're going to get sweaty. Like for, for, for the politicians to just automatically think kids are just going to walk in and just be like the Von Trapp family and follow directions and be in order. It's it's going to be a fucking mess. Yeah. It's going to be a fucking mess. And it's just, it's like, it's just, this is, this is like, we just didn't really get on the same page anywhere. And even on, even local government, and it doesn't really matter the party. I mean, it's just overall, like, we just don't, we're not like coming together is not our strong suit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, well, I don't know, but then in the middle of this, you sort of have a movement that, of a bunch of people coming together, you know? So it's, yeah. it's really crazy. I mean, it'll be remembered as this really dynamic moment in America, in, in American history. Uh, I mean, the world history, but specifically even more so what's going on in America, as far as like the social justice movement as mm-hmm. in, in conjunction with the pandemic. I mean, I don't know if we have the same response if there wasn't a pandemic. So again, like if there's everlasting change, you know, you got to say that a lot of it stemmed out of, you know, people sort of like, I mean, you know, people are angry. Like everybody's angry. I don't think anybody is not angry. That's, that's what's also interesting is like, even the people who are like Trump supporters are angry. They're just angry at, I don't know, Democrats for taking it too seriously. Yeah. 
they're they're angry. So literally everybody's angry now. So pretty How much dare they care about your well being? Clutch yeah. the pearls. <laughs> I, uh, it, I don't know really what they're they're most mad about freedom. I mean, it's like uh, it's you know a lot of white people have never had to deal with anybody telling them they can't do anything, and this is just sort of their mm. response to like mm. somebody telling them they can't do something, and they've I never that happened. They don't understand that that's like a real my, thing. My, a lot of people have happened. My <laughs> favorite is the irony of like the seeing gentlemen with the my body my choice signs with masks and i'm like please go away just sit the fuck down like i don't have time for you <laughs> i don't yeah. have time <laughs> this, ask a woman this isn't our first rodeo <laughs> like we yeah it's it's yeah. the the with the social injustice it's been interesting because i've had like people reach out to me seeing like how i'm doing but like i just remember like when i saw the movement of doing like the black lives matter post i just posted something to like uh because i've worked uh you know in the emo screamo scene back in from like 2004 2006 so i still have friends that are in like uh in that era or in the era but yeah. in the scene and i just in and, and i the latest radio station i was at was a independent uh, alternative station i'm like listen all, I, I love all of my white friends and artists dearly but like you have to do more than just post this one thing like yeah. and I, and I I've always appreciated you because you've I, I've always just been open and honest about when you got everything you know so I've always been a cheerleader of you because every time you retweet something I'm like yes yes that's exactly what I did yes <laughs> but it's like I just I'm like please do more like go into your communities like talk to uh you know like local justice centers because it's like one thing to really stay like a face and and like front and I uh yeah. um I also was I just also sitting there when I see these other bands and I'm like okay I love it when you tweet Jason Butler but will you fucking listen to him <laughs> He's been saying the same yeah, shit too. Yeah, it's nothing new. Yeah. It's nothing <laughs> new. new. I don't know. But like, I, mean, I just don't want you to make it look like you're on a bandwagon. Uh, yeah. You know, because but I know people come at their own time, and that's fine. Yeah. But it's just like I, I feel like now I've seen certain uh, individuals and artists who like really do invest and in be like, nope, we, we, we finally, we finally, we get it now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're doing this, and so yeah, and yeah, then you yeah, have the fan. Yeah. I, I think it takes like a. Some people are never gonna like really like get it, have, yeah, yeah, and and they'll they might just like, but their bandwagoning helps. That's the thing is like it's like sort mm -hmm. of like well, whatever, like you know, like at least they're. I mean, it's some I don't know. It's kind of hard. It, to, it, it's yeah. It's it, for me being a woman of color. Like it's like I get it. At least it's something, and I appreciate it. But I do. I've I've known from very on that there are those people who are just never gonna get it yeah. in their head. Yeah. And and they're not. Um. You know, they don't live rent free in my head. And they're after if once once it clicks, once I get to the conversation where I understand where you're not gonna get it, it's like I'm like, all right, I'm gonna walk away. I'm gonna say what I had to say. Yeah. Um. Like there, I even with the the that cancel culture thing that i've been seeing it's one of those where i'm like what did you learn from it though you know what i mean because i've heard some shit i've heard people drop the n-word tons of times you mm -hmm. know what i mean it, like in warp tour and whatnot but it wasn't directed at me or directed at somebody and if it was there would be another issue but i'm like what did you learn from it you know did you learn from your why you said it or what or why people might uh be offended yeah. by this or what your statement might like people might be uh, good, good, but weird example, the band Hanson, they like did a post about 
um, you know, calling for end for racism, but didn't mention Black Lives Matter. And like some, and uh, there's, they, they still don't understand why it was a big deal that they didn't say it. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, but you come at your own time, but you should be willing to listen to the other side yeah. to see where we're coming from or where I like, you know, I understand why some, or, you know, especially with some white people might be like, well, that's good enough. I'm like, yeah, for you. <laughs> I'm like, but for someone yeah. who, you know, I know you're tired about hearing about racism. I'm fucking exhausted having to deal with it. But like, I would like to know what you learned from it or why you said this, because I still think there are some things that people do um, that look to stay front. Like, you know, like going to like a June, June, te- June 19th event at your town. I'm like, all right, that's great to take a picture. But wh- what did you learn from it? How are you going to go back to your to your town or, or to your city and see what like how redlining has divided your town or how systemic racism um, has affected uh, everything for people of color? So it's, it's I'm always the uh, if, if you've learned from it and you said something like 10 years ago, but if, and I'm good. Oh, good for you. But if you haven't learned from it and you still saying what you got to say, then like, all right, you're done. I don't need to, to deal with you. Yeah. We're good. Totally. <laughs> Yeah, I you know if if you didn't learn anything, then I mean I just yeah, then it doesn't really matter. Period. So I mean I hope people you know learn from this year and maybe hopefully it makes a better world. I mean I don't see how it, they it could make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how they could make it worse, but. I haven't even thought about how they could. I'm already like like panic mode. (laughs) This is sort of rock bottom, but yeah. Yeah. So you're going in for your eighth album recording? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're almost finished with it. I'm going to finish up uh eighth record uh early August, and then uh I have no idea when we're going to release it because there's really no benefit to releasing any music if we can't tour. But mm-hmm. again, if it's gonna be like two years of no touring, then we're gonna release it. You know, I mean, right now I think we're gonna plan on releasing it early February twenty twenty one. So we'll probably just, regardless of what happens, release it then because it's got to come out. I mean, I want it to come out, and I've been working on it for. It should have been done five months ago, but because of this, we've just haven't haven't finished it, and now we're finally gonna finish it in August, and um. I'll just happen to be done with it, but I'm also working on another record that I have, uh, another census fail record. So I'll have two records done. And then I've got a bunch of other projects I'm working on and uh, I got a podcast I'm working on. Oh yeah. You started that too. Do you want to talk about, give a little plug on that? Yeah. It's uh, it's called the sound of change. And I talk to people uh, about the record that changed their life. So I sort of asked them when oh. we talk about it and uh, it's been pretty cool. I've talked to like Chris Conley from saves a day. I've talked to uh, uh, a couple different friends of mine, uh, tour managers, a uh, couple different drummer of Hey Mercedes kind of all over the place. Talked to Landon from, um, from uh, plot and you I've talked to a uh, singer of uh, we came as Romans, uh, couple different oh, wow. yeah the, the girl the singer the female singer who was in i wrestled the bear runs she's got a new band called spirit box um so a lot I, it's kind of like um just getting going i have about 16 episodes done but i haven't launched it yet probably we're just getting ready because the you know we're gonna put out three at first and then we're gonna like release weekly so like right now i think 
I think we're pretty close to I'm pretty much if we release in August, I'll have an episode once a week till at least the end of the year. But obviously, uh, I'm going to keep doing more. Um, yeah, I'm in, yeah. That I'm in that bucket, too, because my 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 producer is one of my good friends. And she's she said to me before the last radio station that I joined, because I was out in radio for like good seven years, because I just didn't like top 40 radio any much yeah. anymore, because it was one of those I'm like, I can't be real but i can't also be honest about how i hate some of this music <laughs> i think some of this isn't yeah. just you know um but she's like you got to do a podcast and i never was like a technology person as, and she's like all you got to do is talk but i yeah. i was <laughs> i remember saying to her i was like so how many are we doing like in a series is this like 10 or like 20 and she's like it's not a season this isn't a tv show <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so i got to get like 20 weeks done so that i don't have to scramble and i can take a little bit of a break because like i guess i, I got to finish the record in august i'm building a studio in my garage uh obviously i have a kid uh, and mm -hmm. uh yeah i'm trying to finish another record that i'm recording at home and then uh yeah just always kind of being creative and that's just trying to do everything. Yeah, trying to do everything I can, and um, yeah. you know, hopefully come out of this with like a ton of music and like uh, a studio and uh, a podcast. And yeah, and, I'm definitely know. looking forward to that one because that's always a good question to ask. Like a good conversational, you could sit there and talk for hours about the record that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, it should be yeah. cool. So far, been pretty pretty cool. Yeah, I've been I've been enjoying mine. You know, I've, I've been doing, you know, talking about being an essential worker. Mine's not like really a theme, like I said, like I just yeah. kind of just sit and have conversations with the people that I know. And I've been fortunate to be able to reach out to people that I've met uh, in the music scene. Like uh, my first actually, my first guest was Colin from Circus Survive. Oh, so I was cool. really stoked on that. And speaking of kids, I said, I know Anthony's said he'd find time i'm like sweetie you have four boys running around i understand if you don't have any time i understand with parents you just yeah. any i'm not in a rush i'm not like upset like i i i under yeah. I, you take your time but it's it's good to be able to yeah i mean you know i gotta do something i don't really get to talk to anybody so this is kind of how i talk to people now i mean obviously like you talk on the phone and stuff but like i'm not like yeah. going and have, like I mean, the main thing that I miss the most is traveling. I love traveling, and uh, I sort of realized how important it is to me. Um, I just the fact that I can't travel really sucks. It's it's a really meaningful part of my life that I I I feel the most. Like obviously, I want to see my family, but I I miss, I miss traveling more than I miss my family, and I I feel kind of mm. bad. But it's just like there's something that traveling gives me like a meaning to life that. Uh, a fullness to life that I, I don't, uh, that's what I miss the most. Like I really miss traveling and I travel a lot. I mean, you know, like I yeah. haven't been on it. I haven't been on an airplane in 2020, which is fucking crazy. Like that's insane to me that I haven't been, haven't been on an airplane this year because I had, I haven't been able to go anywhere, you know? Mm. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I had January, February and I, recorded a record and that was like, I wasn't going to go anywhere because I had to finish that. And then I was going to be touring and traveling the rest of the year really. And uh, yeah, it just didn't happen. I mean, it's just obviously a small first world problem, but uh, mm. it's, still, it's still like, I think, I think uh, part of, you know, what I do is I go have experiences and I talk about them in music. That's like one of my jobs is to go experience things and do things and have other forms of, uh, 
uh, stimulation and, and uh, you know, bring a different perspective to like what I'm doing. And one of those things that I do is I travel and I, I, I travel and I have experiences that make me look at the world um, in a different way or, or not even a different way, but just uh, in a way that maybe people that haven't had the ability to travel don't can't look at the world because they have, you know, they're, it's just not something that they have the luxury of doing. And, uh, yeah. uh, but yeah, that's what I miss. Like, I just want to travel. Like, I just want to be able to travel. I just want to be able to like go and experience life and like, um, eat and travel. And like, <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to doing. And, and that's really what I want back. I mean, I want my daughter to have her childhood, but I also want my daughter to be able to travel. I mean, it's something that we do like a lot. Like we go to Peru, we, we visit, you know, we've, we've done a lot of traveling with, a, she's three and she's already been, you know, out of the country like four or five times. So it's important to us. And it's definitely something that I think uh, I am really missing. Yeah. She's more of a world traveler than I am. Yeah. She, I mean, she's been, to London. she's been to London, she's been to South America twice. She's been to- And is desert in style. Those outfits are always just so bleeping cute. So she's, I mean, you know, that's just something that like, oh God, it just sucks. It just, that's, that's what yeah. I hate the most. But it's like, it's like, uh, it's a privilege to travel and like, we're not going to yeah, be able like, to travel until we get our shit together. So. I'm, you know, I'm taking like full, full responsibility even when I go, go, cause I'm going to LA and then heading out to Arizona for a few days. But, um, like I, I know I'm ready to self quarantine when I get back, yeah. and I know the hardest part of that is that like I don't, I don't, I'm since I'm willingly going, but I need that mental break as well yeah. because of, yeah, of yeah, being yeah. in grocery and around that. But uh, you know, even with this thing, I haven't seen my grandparents yeah. in uh, for because they're you know in their 70s, 80s. My aunt actually has MS, so oh. I didn't want to be around yeah. her too because mm-hmm. um, you know she's she's like the most important thing in the world to me, and so. I didn't want to infect her, or get her sick. Um, yep. So I, I know that that two weeks of isolation is going to be weird and hard because I do live at home. So I don't, and my mom is around everybody. Yeah. So I don't want to get her sick, you know, and I don't, yeah. I, I can sit in my room for and sleep and do whatever for a good amount of time. But then it's just also um, wanting to also not be home just so, or my, my mom having to not be home in her yeah. own home because she doesn't want to get sick. So it's, it's that it's you know I under I, I will take my responsibility of being selfish, wanting to go on vacation, but I will accept the responsibilities yeah. when I get back, and I'm okay with that. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes well, it's that important. But yeah, yeah, very cool. Good, good oh, talk. Yeah. I just, yeah, I know. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I uh, also just want to say I appreciate you because uh, that last record um, did help me get through shit. Uh, I was actually raped in 2016. And so oh, in yeah. 2018, everything um, came to an end in September. Uh-huh. So when that record came out, actually, because uh, we are almost close with birthdays. I'm the 15th of February. Oh, wow. But okay. I'm 85. So it was like a yeah. good little birthday present. But songs that helped me get through that extra push until I, I got to stand in court and tell him to fuck off and watch him get sentenced oh. for it. So thank oh, you. That's great. Well, that's at least you got that. I mean, yeah. so that's like, at least, yeah. you. I don't know. I mean, may, there'll probably never be closure, but at least you were able to mm-hmm. 
have some type of consequence. I mean, you know, I can't imagine, oh, yeah. like, yeah, it, but it, it was weird because what you had to do to have the con, you know, it's like you had to go through all these steps just to get that. And it's like probably it was an interesting situation because, um, in it with new york the way that the sex crime laws are read out um they do have so vaginal and oral vaginal is a different step of it's called rape but oral and anal is a different uh, yeah. uh thing so because i was um you know being the bigger person and under and understanding he also needed help i i put it i did recommend uh being in a rehab or having to do um part of you know not instead of jail his his sentence would have to involve like being not he's not a registered sex offender but he's under sex offender uh, probation uh, sex offender condition probation but also had to go to rehab because i yeah. knew that he there was an he had a problem and he didn't care you know what i mean and the, and the people that were around it um but because it was put down from a felony to a misdemeanor the victim statements aren't normally allowed mm. so uh, when it was, but I wanted it to be a part of the plea deal. And he was like, oh, she, okay. and, he, and he said, he, he, he told his lawyer, she can have, I could have anything I wanted. So he, um, uh, so I made sure he felt terrible and I, like, and, that, and it's yeah. not, uh, cause there is those, I will always have triggers and reminders for the rest of my life. And so I would, I kind of made my victim statement, like my, I say like my, you ought to know. My Lance Morris says you ought to know, even yeah. down to a blowjob reference, but like throwing into things that he would, if it thinks in his head, clicks in his head, he would have to like, you know, like I took like, um, his favorite movie was, I took lines from the Joker from, uh, not Batman Returns, that last one with Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. And I rephrased it. So now I, in my head, in my head, when I did it, I was like, now every time you watch that movie, you're going to have to think about what you did. Yeah. Wow. You know, just just to have some kind of not closure, but just some he can understand the reality of what's in my head every single yeah. fucking day, or try not to have in my head every day. But yeah, but thank you for having that. Thank yeah. you for that record because it has You're welcome. It, absolutely it has gotten me through some shit. Wow. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, is there anything else you want to? Pop or promote before ballot. Uh, vote, just vote. Everybody vote. Just yeah, vote, voting. Please, please vote. <laughs> I want to go back on tour, so please vote. Please vote for <laughs> Biden. I want to go back on tour. Just vote I, for Biden. It, I know, not the you know, I know it's it's just, not the it's best, just, but it's Biden. something that's not Trump. Yep. Yeah, we just, I feel yeah. you on that. So, but thank you. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, can you um. If you can turn it, maybe go to scooch to my left. I can get a screenshot so we can put it up for a, a thing. Because I got part of you. This there we go. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. All right. One, two, three. Oh, it, oh, no. Hold on. I almost turned this off. <laughs> One, two, three. Thank you. Have a yeah, good day. You yeah, you too. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Cool. Bye. All right. I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Buddy Nielsen of Census Fails on my latest episode of Shay Says. It's your girl, Jasmine Shay. I'm currently in Sedona, walking up to what is called the Devil Bridge, uh, Devil Bridge Hike. It is a beautiful day here. It is hot. We're going to see how well we can do this hike. It's a little bit longer than the other one, but 
we'll see how this goes. Hopefully not get hit by a car or eaten by a mountain lion. Because my friends and I, we are all still very traumatized about knowing that there is a mountain lion. I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. Sorry, yeah. We parked on the side of the street and we're currently walking up, but there's other cars. But um, So we're going to go on this hike and see how this goes. We are surrounded by beautiful mountains and greenery. It's always a good breeze. All right, I'm gonna go through the news real quick as we're taking for this fun hike. So I saw that Cuomo is reopening schools in New York. We're gonna see how that goes. I know some people are concerned, people are not concerned. We'll see, might be a little bit uh, interesting. Schools will take to cleaning and others. I know sometimes my high school is the cleanest. I'm like the news for like three days, so I don't really have much content because where we are doesn't really have so much service. But let's see, what do I have on my Twitter? That's going on. Actually, you know what? I really don't see that much. But so we're just gonna make this short and sweet. I'm gonna go do this hike. I'm still gonna be on vacation. I will check you all coming up another episode of an apologetically black series with Sabrina Cummings. Remember to like, follow, and subscribe at SheaSays.com. I'm already running out of breath because <laughs> it is a hot day and somebody's running, running really fast. Hopefully they're not running from an outline because that would suck. All right, love you guys.